All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. We're digging deep and asking the questions we need to ask. Years of stress and not just emotional. I was depleting my body. I was malnourished. I'm working out like crazy. I'm eating all these healthy foods. How could I not be well? We have to get back to the basics. We can change the way our genes are expressed. Anyone that wants to improve their health or upgrade their health, they should be biohacking. My name is Renee. And I'm Lauren. We are the Biohacker Babes. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. The Biohacker Babes podcast aims to create insight into the body's natural healing abilities, strengthen your intuition, and empower you with techniques and modalities to optimize your health and wellness. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 50 of the Biohacker Babes. Yes, we made it to episode 50. We're so excited. We are wrapping up season two. So this is Lauren. I'm here with my sister, Renee. Hey guys. So we wanted to spend today just doing a season recap. So much happened between January and now, not just on our podcast, but in the world. And we just wanted to go back and reflect on that, share with you some, some big concepts that we learned, our experiences. Uh, a very early on episode in the season, we did a catch up with just the two of us when we talked about different biohacks that we are ex experimenting with. So one, we wanted to share those results with you, things that we have found, because we think it's really important as educators that we try stuff before we recommend it to anyone. So we're going to be really honest with what we found out with different tech and products. And then we're just going to do a really nice, fun recap for you in case you missed any episodes. This will be the episode where you can find out where you need to go next. So if you missed X, Y, and Z, if you want to learn about sleep, we'll tell you to go to this episode. If you want to learn about nootropics, uh, we have lots of that for you. So hang in there. This will just be a fun little ride. Renee, do you want to get yeah. started with some recap? What did you learn? Did you have some fails, wins? I think we should just share it all, honestly. Yeah, yeah, definitely wins and fails. <laughs> I think the first one we had mentioned in that episode was the day two test. We had just, I think, both submitted our test samples and we were waiting for our results to come back. So a reminder, the day two test is looking at how your microbiome and blood sugar response work. So it was a stool test. 
which then analyzes all these different foods to see really um, blood sugar wise, if your body can handle those foods. So similar to like testing your blood sugar response to each food, this actually gets inputted into an app. And then you can look up food by food, meal plans and see how your blood sugar response would work. I thought the app was pretty cool. I think we both would agree. It was like, there were some food combinations on there that were a little strange. Like they even would tell you how you respond to like a McDonald's egg McMuffin. I was like, okay, I don't really (laughs) need to know that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But like, it was cool. Like I would build like a meal plan for breakfast. You know, how does my body tolerate two eggs? What if I add a sweet potato to that? What if I add a banana? What if I add almond butter? And you can build upon it and see how your blood sugar fluctuates. So it was kind of fun. I think it's a little bit of a, a little bit of work. Like you definitely want to be a biohacker and be playing around with that. So yeah, I think overall worth it. What are your thoughts on the test? I agree with all of that. I think at first I was a little disappointed that it had fast food, processed foods, very generic meals out there. But you know what? Everyone is starting from a different place. And I think it's really cool that they are just honoring that. So yeah, not relevant to us. I don't think I've ever been to McDonald's. Is that true? I'm not sure. I don't I remember maybe. ever going to McDonald's. Surely <laughs> at some point in the 90s. But yeah, when I first saw that, I was like, no, this isn't for me. But I love that you could build upon, like you said, build a plate. I love the search tool because I could very quickly just open the app, type in one food, and it will give me a score basically pretty immediately. And I was able to cross-reference that with my CGM, my continuous glucose monitor, which I've had in and out of my arm over the last few months and have learned a ton. And then cross-reference that also with my Viome, which is another stool test that looks at the bacteria in your microbiome. And it was pretty accurate across all measures, which is really interesting. So, you know, I could walk in to the kitchen and say, I want to eat this for breakfast. Let me type it into day two tests. Okay, great. Got that score. But, you know, just sitting on the couch thinking about things, I'm like, oh, that came up on my biome. I had never thought about that particular food before. Let me test it. And across the board, everything was was really in sync. So I like that. Yeah, that's great. And actually speaking of biome, I just redid my biome because it had been two and a half years. And again, I think my results are kind of similar across the board. I still can't tolerate cruciferous vegetables well. There's some fruits I don't tolerate probably because of the sugar. Oddly enough, I can eat bananas, which, you know, we think of being so high in sugar, but I tolerate them pretty well. Interesting. My day two says that I'm supposed to minimize bananas. I think my biome says that too. I am due for a retest for biome because you're supposed to do it after 90 days, right? But we do a lot of testing. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. I think they say like every six months you can do it. I mean, I waited two and a half years, right? Because yeah, we get overwhelmed. We try and do all these different fun tests. So I waited it out a little bit. So not many changes in your results from first test to second? Not really. I still, sadly enough, cannot tolerate coffee. I like want to ignore that. That's that's one of like my minimized foods. And then my superfoods were pretty much all the same. Like coconut oil, flax oil, avocado. So like some really good healthy fats. Like I said before, minimizing the cruciferous vegetables. I definitely need more diversity in my gut. Like no surprise there. Every test seems to point back to that. And it actually recommended a lot of the prebiotic foods. So like Jerusalem artichokes and onions and garlic, which is really good. We know for diversity in the gut. Yeah. So So any changes on those markers? I know you mentioned diversity, but really, really interesting. Yeah. I'm curious. So I, I need to retest as well. And I've been trying to really follow it to a T. So we'll see. I really think Viome is a great test. I'm recommending it to a lot of people that just need to get their feet wet with some testing and don't know where to start. Yeah. I'm I'm still thinking that is like top of the list. Oh yeah. Super easy. Anyone can order it, do it at home. And they just added the new like health intelligence side. Mm -hmm. They literally added that like the day after I got mine. So I missed out on the new part of the test, but I think that's something interesting to look at. And I know they're having a father's day sale. So yes, yes. If you're listening to this in time. Yeah, we'll link that. Great. So I've been playing with my CGM, which has been fun and sometimes stressful, which I think is important to know with any of this tech stuff and quantification that I know for myself, I can get really attached to numbers. And so I have to take a step back and not allow that to resonate too deeply because it's just information, right? And I can gather, 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 and I have to 
remind myself not to react. So <laughs> I've had some days where my blood sugar is all over the place. What I'm mainly looking at is trends. I've learned a lot from the trends. So the way my blood sugar responds postprandial, so like after a meal, especially two hours, and then hours after that if it's recovering. So just like a workout with your heart rate, you want your blood sugar to recover. So some of the numbers have been a little bit high. So at times I have tested it against my keto mojo. Actually, Renee saved me when I was visiting her in Vegas. I was having these crazy high numbers that I'd never seen before with foods that really should not be spiking my blood sugar. So I cross-referenced it because I think that's always really helpful because you know tech is not 100% accurate. We have to know that. We have to that's another reason why you can't get too attached to the numbers because we just don't know. And they do say that the CGMs can have like a 15% variance in their results. So again, looking at the trends and not getting too attached to the high numbers. So with the Keto Mojo, I would test it and I, I actually found that my the particular monitor that I had in my arm at that time was I don't, I'm going to say busted for lack of a a better word, but it was not operating properly. So I'm going to throw that data out and start over. But mainly what I have found is that stress more than particular foods really affects my blood sugar. So watching TV late at night, I was watching a lot of Jack Ryan and um, (laughs) Breaking Bad, like really fun, dramatic TV shows, but my blood sugar skyrockets when I watch that stuff. So it's so interesting. To note, be careful of your bedtime routine. That's a really important factor when people are being neurotic about their diet. Yeah. You know, we've seen people that are, you know, organic, raw, vegan, these perfect diets, but they are stressed out to the max to make sure they can find the food and prepare the food. So what is that stress doing to to their blood sugar? Like, are they really benefiting from that healthy diet? So I think just to kind of summarize that point, you need to find a diet that keeps you feeling great and amazing, but doesn't stress you out. Exactly. Whatever that is for you. Really great point. Yeah. A lot of like emotional triggers would increase my blood sugar. And then like I would eat a meal and nothing. I'm like, okay, food's good. (laughs) I just need to take a take a breath, <laughs> slow down. Yeah. And actually slowing down while eating was really helpful. I noticed the more time I took to eat my meals and hmm. really like sunk into the parasympathetic, allowed my nervous system to relax. I would have a much more even keel day. And another really big finding, which was interesting to me, fasting kept my blood sugar steady. It was so easy. Really? Like how long of a fast? So I only did one... I didn't quite make it 24 hours. I did like 22 and a half hours, which was difficult for me. And I've been playing around with that. I really wanted to get over the mental hump, get over the, my, I sort of have like a mental block about fasting, growing up dancing and performing. I'm like, I can't fast. Like I need energy. So I tried it and I got over the mental piece, but it was hard to just jump into a 24 hour fast. So now I'm, I'm going back and trying to do it a little more slowly, like expanding the window every week but my blood sugar was so steady the entire day. I thought that was really incredible. Yeah. Really helpful. Good, good note there. Yeah. Uh, what else Renee have you been playing with? So I know we've also been playing with NAD. We have both tried the Quicksilver NAD. And then I was trying the NAD patches last time we chatted about this. So I did eight patches. I basically did one, one four hour NAD patch every three days. So I went through the eight pretty fast. I can't say I had anything remarkable happen, but you know, NAD is really working at the cellular level. I'm not saying like I'm anti-NAD. I still think the research about NAD is mind-blowing and I think we all need it. It's great for anti-aging. I think maybe I just didn't feel a boost because I'm overall pretty healthy. You know, maybe someone that's not as healthy would feel a more dramatic difference. But for a lot of supplements already, it's really hard to move the needle when you're taking so many things. And right. to notice a variance with one thing. Yeah. And so I think what I learned from that is for the expense, I would rather just continue taking the NAD Quicksilver liposomal product rather mm-hmm. than doing the patches. I just think for the price, like I'll still get the same benefit. Yeah. I agree. I did the eight week protocol, which was the NAD, and then I had some adaptogens in there. I can't say that I really felt an overwhelming response. I know in the very beginning, I wasn't sleeping well. So I pulled back on the dosage because I think it actually did give me a, an energy boost, mm. which it didn't feel like mind-blowing. It wasn't fireworks, like running around like superwoman all day long, but I wasn't <laughs> sleeping as well. So I pulled back on that and then I just felt yeah. really even. And I felt good, but 
I think like you, it didn't really move the needle, but I really believe in the research and I think that we need it. I am going to say, I'm going to keep, keep up with that. Awesome. All right. Any ideas a, a go? Yeah. And then the other, the other toy I've been playing with is the Apollo band. So this is something you wear on your wrist or ankle and it puts your body into a parasympathetic state. So it's supposed to help with your heart rate variability, your overall stress levels. I'm not sure if it's making a huge difference yet, except something that I've noticed that's interesting. So my band actually broke four weeks ago. I'm waiting for a replacement. I got like the very first version that came out. And I guess there was like a faulty battery charging system with that first round. So they're sending me the new one. Uh. But my HRV the last four weeks has dropped. So I don't know if it's just a coincidence there's been a lot of stress going on. I don't, I don't know. So I'm going to keep playing with that. Um, I'll definitely keep people posted on the Apollo band. I have not given up on it yet. <laughs> I still really want one, but yeah, I'm going to stay tuned in, into your journey. Yeah. Wait till I get the second version and we'll see. Okay. I'm going to keep tracking. And so my other thing is the whoop band, which I've been measuring against my aura. I do not think the metrics on the band are great. I think they're kind of all over the place. The HRV is definitely not accurate because I test it against my aura. And then I also have a separate HRV test. I have an app on my phone and the the aura sometimes says my HRV is like 196. Wow. And on the same day, we'll say that I'm 50% recovered. Like that, those do not match up. (laughs) Yeah. And how do you feel? How do you feel on those days? Honestly, because it's so all over the place, I haven't even really been reflecting on that because I see that. I'm like, it's just not, it's not accurate. I go off of my aura. Mm-hmm. I, I still am like aura all the way. If you don't have an aura ring yet, get one. Yeah. It is the <laughs> best. But I do have to say about yeah, the whoop band, I, I really like the activity tracking. I like monitoring my heart rate during a workout. So it's going to show me as I move through heart rate zones and the visuals on the app are really clear, really easy to follow. So I can see like my heart rate is elevated while I'm doing this. Maybe I need to take a slightly longer recovery. And I do think that stuff is accurate. I just don't think the sleep in the HRV is that great. So if you're looking for an additional piece of tech, I would say aura ring number one. Number two, play around with the whoop band if you like it. But I think, again, not accurate across the board. Yeah. So it seems like the whip band is really better for someone that is looking to upgrade their athletic performance and willing to be tracking during a workout. Yes. Right. Yes. Like I don't think a whip band would work during something like a group fitness class, like orange theory or whatever. Cause I'm not going to change my workout based off of the whip band. Yeah. Right? You would so, waste your money. You would start yeah. doing your own workout. Yeah. This yeah. is for people that are motivated <laughs> to do me. their own stuff and can change the variables. Yeah. And you really have to listen to it. It's like the aura ring. If you don't listen to it, then you're going to see your recovery is not going to be as good. And I, oh, yeah. one more thing about the whoop band. I like they use the word strain. That's the, the major recovery metric. They measure mm. your strain. So they're really considering exercise to be a stressor and you don't want your strain to be too high, which I think is amazing because there's still a lot of people out there that think more is better. And we're not emphasizing recovery. So I like, I don't want my strain to be too high. If I see it getting too high, I'm like, okay, I need to pull back a little bit. So I like that. Yeah, cool. I'm tapping into like an emotional component. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So I think those are our fun biohacks for the first half of 2020. Yeah, it's been good. So we wanted to go into a recap about all of our, mostly our, our guest interviews. We learned so much. We had so many amazing experts, but I think across the board, what we really learned, this was not planned by any means, but there were a lot of like large concepts that really spanned all of the episodes. And that is, we learned, well, we didn't learn this, we know this, but it's very clear that health is bio-individual and that it must be personalized. We just heard that again and again and again from these experts that span a range of topics and knowledge in, um, in their different fields. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it like always to- came back to that. It was like, you know, even like our fasting episode, you know, well, it's different for everyone. I think mm-hmm. everyone kept saying it's different for everyone. Yeah. Like it was almost was like no one, one had the answers because my second thing on this list is we all have the answers inside of us. So we can learn to slow down, do less, listen to our bodies and our intuition, and then know which questions to ask, which is our motto, right? right? Teaching people to ask the right questions. We've heard that again and again and again from our experts. So really cool. Yeah. And sleep being essential right? We talk about sleep all the time, but I think all of our guests at some point mentioned the importance of sleep, that just being the foundation to everything else. Yeah. Even when I didn't expect it, 
guests that came on that have companies and products. And I really appreciate this about those guests. They weren't there to push a product. They were there to talk about the mechanisms behind health and building health. And they all said, this is not going to erase your sleep deficit. You got to sleep. Right. That was awesome. And then the last thing we really learned, you know, the brain and gut control everything. So whether it was during our brain series or someone talking about probiotics, you know, everyone really came back to take care of your gut, heal your gut, and that's going to support brain function. Yeah. Even with the exercise stuff, with Rich talking about the newbie, he was talking about the brain. He wasn't talking about your muscles doing the work. It's your brain doing the work to tell your muscles what to do, right? Always, Always comes back to that. Cool. Yeah. Very connected. Cool. So do we want to do like a quick run through of the episodes and like some of our favorite stuff we learned? Yeah. Let's work backwards. So our most recent guest, Dr. Scott Schur of Troscriptions. So the blue canatine, the blue Smurf tongue that, oh, Renee has right now. I didn't show up blue today, but I got full Smurf today. Nice. So he came on to talk about blue canatine as a nootropic and all the really cool ingredients in there. It's, um, a specific formulation that has CBD, which sort of rounds out the effects of the other ingredients, which are nicotine, caffeine, and blue methylene. He has some really, really awesome research about treating viral infections, about treating hypoxia. We even go into a conversation about COVID, what's happening in the world, and how we can help that, not just with blue canatine, but with hyperbaric oxygen therapy. A lot of great studies, a lot of great research going into this. And, you know, the big thing he kept saying was we need to optimize our health before we supplement. I mean, he had, they have this incredible product that is doing really amazing things for our systems and our mitochondria, which is our cellular health. But we have to optimize our health before we add that extra little bit. Yeah. I love that he drove that home. And so I'm playing around today with their newest product. So on one half of my mouth, I have the blue canatine, which is the blend of what you just said. And then the other half, I did just half a trochee of each, half a trochee of the pure methylene blue. Ah, let me see your tongue again, because it looked a little different half and half. Uh-huh. It's almost, I wish everyone could see your tongue right now. Take a picture, <laughs> we'll post it later. One half of your yes. tongue is slightly darker blue. Yeah, yeah, the pure methylene blue is a little bit darker, I think. So. Cool. Yeah. So we'll see how I feel today because I think uh, not only the nootropic effect, but what he was saying about viral infections, that really was fascinating to me. Because especially I'm, you know, I'm always dealing with this Epstein-Barr reactivation. So any antiviral stuff I'm totally into. So yeah, that episode was really fun. Yeah. And we had two other episodes this season talking about nootropics because we started up in January talking about brain health. So of course we had to go into the nootropic world. So we also had Joseph and Chris Clausen from Memento the Brain Brothers. And we had Adam Greenfeld and Dan Fried from Find My Formula, which is a nootropic company. They had some great stuff. Uh, Find My Formula, I love that they're personalizing it. So you can go on and take a test online and figure out, depending on what your needs are, like if you want more clarity, if you want better memory, if you want more creativity, they will develop a formula with or without caffeine for you. And then Joseph and Chris, who are really awesome. I just want to hang out with them. I know. I know so all of our guests. <laughs> I know they're, they're brothers and we're sisters. So we just like had had a great time, like girls and sisters. Yeah, they were actually in Vegas like right before COVID hit. So that was probably oh, my right. last that's night right. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a lot of similarities there. So we talked about the APOE four gene, which relates to Alzheimer's, which we all have. The four of us we were like, yeah, similarities. Their nootropic supplement, which is actually a creamer, uh, they're not very product driven. So they give some really great science. So if you want to understand their motivation for starting this company, because they have that gene, that predisposition for Alzheimer's in their family. So that drove them to do a lot of research about this stuff and create something that could actually help them. They want to help themselves first and then, you know, buy products to help the community. But yeah, very family driven. Awesome. My favorite part about that episode is they talked about, actually, I think you brought this up, Renee, their drive cross country. Oh yeah. Where they did 1200, uh, sorry, 1250 pushups in two days. Yeah. That was so fun watching them on Instagram. I think every, like every time they pulled over to like get gas or go to the bathroom or whatever, they would do the number of pushups for how many miles they had driven. And they went from, I think, Kansas to LA. I think that's the drive they did. I love that. That was really cool. But yeah. I really like what they said about why they did it. They were making, taking small steps towards their goals. Like if you told someone, go do 1,250 push-ups, they would say you're insane. 
you know, right. Little by little, I don't think they did that many in any one chunk, but they said that this is analogous to our life, right? Like if we take small steps, small milestones towards our goal, we're going to get there so much more easily. And then they related that to habit stacking and compliance are really big on stacking different habits because we know habits take a lot of practice. And if you can add a new habit to an old habit, there's a lot more of a success rate there. That was cool. Yeah. While we're on the brain topic, let's go all the way back to when we had Dr. Perlmutter on the show. Oh, it feels like so long ago. That was such a great beginning. I couldn't even believe that was season two. It does. It feels like another lifetime ago. So that was all about his new book with his dad, the other Dr. Perlmutter. So the brainwash book. So this was really interesting for me, just learning more about how we make decisions every day. So obviously we can know everything about how to be healthy, but how to actually implement that into our lives is a whole nother world. And I think that's where most people really struggle. It's not a lack of education. It's a lack of being able to create those habits. So he really discussed, you know, what's going on in the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala and how we're wired as humans um, to plan our day. Like, what are we going to eat? What are we going to do today? So he had some really good tips on how to retrain our brains, you know, getting out in nature, uh, taking a break from social media, sleep again (laughs) was really, really important. Yeah. He Um, talked about even just decisions about, you know, eating the cookies or not eating the cookies. And he kept saying, it's not our fault. So if you are someone that's struggling with decision-making about food, this is a great episode because one, you'll understand the science of the brain just the difference between what Renee said, amygdala, prefrontal cortex, but how you can sort of retrain that just by not blaming yourself anymore, right? I think that's decision number one. We're making impulsive and reactive decisions because we in, we have inflammation. And so in his book, he goes through a very clear, concise uh, process to break down, well, one, get rid of the inflammation and then reset the decisions. Yeah, that was a great book too. So Lauren, one of your favorite biohacking toys, the newbie, I learned so much from Rich. Oh my gosh. He, he was just so humble and incredibly smart. I loved Mm -hmm. listening to him talk about this, but yeah, that episode was really, like you said, it's more about the brain. So focusing on the brain to benefit the physical body, right? How to grow your muscles by targeting the brain. Yeah. The newbie, I know you're a big fan of it. It's, it's fascinating. Do you want to share anything about what you've learned even using it? Yeah. So just to recap, Rich Doherty, he is from the company NewFit. The device is called the Newbie. It is the neurobioelectrical stimulator machine, and it uses a DC current, which is different than most electrical muscle stimulation devices that we see on the market, which uses AC. So he goes into the differences between the two. DC is how the brain likes to communicate with the rest of the body. So it's much more effective than AC current. And he talked a lot about how lifting weights is not about the muscle. It's about using the brain to activate. So we don't need to lift heavy weights. I mean, a lot of people like to be in the gym and like to build that type of strength. But if we're looking at just rebalancing movement patterns, recovering from injuries, I know I'm really big on symmetry in my body. I want my right and my left side to be the same because I know that if the more symmetrical they are, the less likely I am to injure myself. And this is a great device for that. Um, He talked a lot about pain and how our brain receives pain signals and what that actually means. So if you want to go and hear more about the the body, the muscle, the working out stuff, Rich is your man. This is your episode, The Newbie. My favorite thing about that episode is the success story that NuFit had with, I think her name is Amy. She has been paralyzed for over 20 years. And after working with her for... I think two years on the newbie, she was able to walk again by retraining. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's a neurological re-education, training the brain to talk to the muscles again, like waking up muscles that haven't been active or don't know how to work properly. Really, really cool stuff. Then we had um, John Parker, who was on recently. So John is a kettlebell lover and expert. He is a strength and conditioning coach, but he's also an an FDN nutrition practitioner and a Czech health coach like myself. He talked a lot about minimum effective dose and how we can really just simplify our workouts and our approach to everything health and fitness. And I think really the lesson is that less is more, right? And once you can 
really hone the skills and techniques behind something like kettlebells, you don't have to spend all day doing it. You don't have to beat up your body. You don't have to increase the stress load on your body. We can really pull back and do less. So, and he also goes into balancing movement patterns, the difference between hypo and hypermobility. So another great exercise episode for you. I think my favorite part of that episode was just talking to him about his daily routine. He's incredibly disciplined and I think it's really inspiring. If you want to know how to set your day right, (laughs) listen to that episode. Yeah, very much so. Like, what is it? The early bird gets the worm. That's John. (laughs) I think he gets it every day. (laughs) Yeah. He just casually wakes up at 430. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great one. Yeah. Not saying that everyone needs to wake up that early, but his motivation and his, just his understanding of these concepts really, I think will motivate you to make those changes that kind of work for you. And that doesn't have to be 430 AM, but. Right. He's just very passionate about what has worked for him. And he really shares that. Also, more recently, we had Steph Lowe. She is the natural nutritionist. She lives in Australia. So that was fun scheduling that podcast because she was literally living in the future when we recorded. (laughs) Yeah. We had a great conversation with her about building the ideal nutritional plate. And she sort of debunked all these myths about saturated fat, which that that conversation has been going on far too long. Uh, We talked about the carnivore diet. We talked about the role of fiber in the diet, the microbiome, which was another big thing in this season in general, microbiome. Uh, We talked about fasting for women. And my favorite part of that episode was talking about the cow farts. Yes, but you have to say it with an Australian accent. Oh gosh. So everyone just has to go back and listen to the episode. It's her, I love her accent. Yeah, I asked her about regenerative agriculture and how it relates to what's happening in the world right now because we have less pollution. And I think a lot of people are saying, oh, well, a lot of people are still saying, you know, it's the farming, it's the animals. That's why we have the pollution and the toxicity in, in the world. But like that hasn't changed right now. So stop blaming the cow farts. Yes, that was the big takeaway. No, I also really liked how she talked about doing a gut microbiome test how it's really not that expensive. It's such a great investment. And that's kind of how we kicked off today, right? Talking about Viome and day two. Like these tests really in the big picture are not that much money and you can learn so much about what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. So I really liked her explanation for that. And then she talks a lot about the preconception nutrition. So for any women out there that are looking to get pregnant soon or are pregnant, I think there's some great information there. Yeah, she's a great resource. The natural nutritionist, her name is Steph Lowe. Yeah. And speaking of the gut health, we had Tina Anderson from Just Thrive Probiotics. Again, she wasn't really like pushing her product. She really dived into, again, what's going on in the microbiome, you know, the major gut offenders, some of the flaws that we see in stool testing. So it isn't perfect, Mm -hmm. um, but we can still learn a lot from that. And then, you know, how to rebalance the gut, not just with her spore-based probiotics, but also through nutrition and lifestyle. But the spore-based probiotics, if you're confused about probiotics, this episode was amazing, right? She like really broke down soil-based, spore-based, the ones that are in the refrigerator that say they have 50 billion CFUs and, you know, all the myths around probiotics. So so that you don't waste your money with probiotics, I highly recommend listening to that episode before you go out and buy a product. I learned so much. I thought that I knew a lot about probiotics, but she just made it very clear. Every question I asked, she just, boom, had research, very concise, made a lot of sense. So yeah, this is uh, probiotics 101. Yeah, definitely. And then we had another guest surprisingly talk a lot about the gut microbiome, Susan Bratton in our episode, Sexual Biohacking. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. That we didn't expect that at all. No, I didn't think when we were talking about sex, we'd be talking about the gut microbiome, but she was really driving home the importance of that, right? If our health starts in our gut, um, we want that healthy gut microbiome to then support the nutrients we need for a healthy libido, you know, the nutrients we need to support our hormones. So really getting back to the basics and um, even supporting nitric oxide for libido. So oh, yeah, she, she's big on nitric oxide. Yeah. And she has some great supplements for that too. But really she was saying, you know, if you have a low libido, you're not healthy, right? There's something missing there. It's like that sexual vitality equals your overall vitality. It kind of goes hand in hand, um, which makes sense. 
Yeah, I really appreciated that she is really walking the walk. She looks incredible. You can tell she is very vital and she was very open about her sexual health and her sex life. And I I want to be her when I'm that age. I mean, she was yeah, really not yeah. afraid to go there talking about her relationship with her husband and everything that is she, she has done to keep herself young, vibrant, and healthy in that sense. And it's great for people that are our age because she said now is the time to start. I think she maybe did a little bit of catch-up work, but great information for people that are in their 20s, 30s, early 40s, like now is the time to work on this stuff. So we're so happy that she uh, shared that education with us. Yes. And some fun toys in there. Yeah. And that her glowing skin may be from all the orgasms. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She was a really good time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so Susan Bratton, sexual biohacking. That was a fun one. Um, some other fun ladies we've had on your friend Kelsey Hess. Yeah, Kelsey. So I met her through Ben Greenfield and Keon. So we had her on to talk about fasting for women, since fasting is such a hot topic. And I think we're all very confused about what we should be doing. But she really went into, I guess, the the lack of research around fasting for women, right? So we know a lot yeah. of the research is on men, on rodents not a ton on women. So she kind of debunked some of those fasting myths and pointed out the need for research. But also, again, it goes back to that bio-individuality. You know, how do you feel when you're fasting? And we threw some examples at her, right? We were like, well, what if she's this age and this is happening and blah, blah, blah. And we were joking, we needed an algorithm to figure out whether someone should fast or how long they should fast. But either way, if you're a woman looking to fast, definitely check out that episode with her. And we even talked about the birth control pill. So we started to dive into that and what some of the dangers are around that issue. Yeah, we've been wanting to do more of that. Unfortunately, Kelsey is the only one that has talked about that on our podcast. And we promise there will be more of that soon. But she had some great information there. Great education, because I think there is just a huge lack of understanding about what this drug is doing to our bodies, especially to young women. So she had some great things. We're definitely going to have Kelsey back. We really enjoyed. Yeah. So Renee, you mentioned the research gap on young, healthy women. We also had Dasha. We did a two-part series with our friend Dasha Maximov. Part one was her talking about concussions. She has suffered many concussions as an athlete, and she has recovered completely on her own because she was not getting any answers or care from the medical world. And so she went full biohacker, just removed herself from life for a little bit and and healed. And she's an incredible success story. So that was part one. Part two was about doing research on women's health. And she's really forging this women's biohacking movement and trying to bring experts together to do this research, to share anecdotal evidence, to really just compile all the data we can possibly get so we can further this movement because it's definitely lacking and it's no one's fault, but men have been a part of the conversation for much, much longer. And so Dasha and Kelsey are great examples of how we can further this conversation. So my women out there, fasting, birth control, just getting research on what works for women. Those are our girls for you. Yeah. And if you want to be a part of that, definitely check out Wealth Co. Because yes. we're all kind of submitting you know, hey, I'm doing this. Have you tried this? And fill out this survey. And we're really trying to educate each other because as female biohackers, we have so much we can learn from each other. So please join the community. It's amazing what she's built. So it's Wealth Co, W Health Co. And right now it's free. It's an online platform. At some point, they're going to switch over to a membership, but incredible amount of research there. And as Renee said, it's a platform. Anyone can ask questions. It's really supportive. I've learned so much in just a few weeks time on there and they're constantly doing workshops with amazing experts that we would not have access to otherwise. So I would join in to that sooner than later, Wealth Co. So they have an Instagram or a website. Yes. We've had a lot of awesome women on the show this year and next would be Lauren Berlin Jerry. So she was the one from Higher Dose who talked to us all about the benefits of the sauna and I have to say, now that I've had my sauna for a couple of weeks, I am just beyond obsessed. So if you're interested in learning really the difference about traditional saunas, infrared saunas, and how that works, this was a really fun one. You know, we talked about heat, shock, proteins, and then the endorphins, which I actually never realized you get such an endorphin release 
from a sauna, but I can definitely feel that. I always feel amazing when I get out of there. And yeah, and the benefits that are pretty similar to exercise. I loved hearing her talk about her experience as a mom. She has an, a newborn. And so obviously her lifestyle has changed dramatically. And she's, I mean, she loves to work out. She's very active, but she's had to alter that to take care of her baby. And so she's really, you know, minimized and simplified everything in her life. So she gets her exercise, her detoxification and her endorphins all in her sauna session. I think that was yeah, I think I mean, really so- cool as a mom. I'm not, neither of us are parents, but I know we have a lot of mommies out there. And I think just trying to do less and simplify is really powerful. And she's done it in a really beautiful way. Yeah. Super impressive. I mean, similar to like John Parker, right? All about the minimalism. She was very big on that. And you said baby, but she has two. She has twins. Oh, that's right. She has twins. Oh my gosh. I cannot even imagine. Like she definitely has her hands full. So that was really impressive. And, and the thing I really like about the infrared sauna, like you were comparing it to exercise. So the research has also found that the sweat that comes out in an infrared sauna when you're in a relaxed parasympathetic state, it actually has more toxins in it than the sweat that you produce when you're exercising. Yes. I just heard that as well. We must've read or listened to the same thing. Yeah. That is so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm all about the sweat now. Well, I know you just got an inference on it in your home. So this is a huge part of your daily biohacking practice. I was pretty spoiled to have access to one at, at mom and dad's house during the beginning of this time. I don't have one now. So I'm just really relying on those cold showers, but at least it's um, summertime. I'm, Hopefully you can sweat a little bit. Yeah, you can sweat outside. But I am 1000% sold on infrared sauna. Lauren also talked about their higher dose blanket. So she has, they're not stores, centers. centers. <laughs> so she has these higher dose centers all over the city, which are obviously not open right now. So if you can't get to an infrared sauna, you can get the blanket, the infrared blanket, which I'm not really crazy about sitting in a sweaty blanket all wrapped up. But I think it's an amazing alternative. If you're not bothered by that, it's an amazing alternative to get the benefits of infrared sauna at home right now. So you can get that off of her website. I think that was, that was a really great alternative and very relevant to the times. Yeah. Yeah. I think anyone that can benefit from infrared heat without spending, you know, four or $5,000, like that's yeah. a, a great fix. And hopefully they'll be open soon in New York city. So you mm-hmm. can start doing that again. Cool. And then I think the final lady we had on the podcast was my friend, Melissa here in Vegas. She goes by the wellness, Witch. I love her name. I love that. <laughs> I love Melissa. She's really cool. We had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So such a great story. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing what she's been through and how much she's learned about herself and helping others with mental illness, you know, her history of PTSD and anxiety and how she really overcame that with psychedelics, which not enough people are talking about. I'm hoping that 2020 is kind of going to change that, but she really opens up about how that changed everything for her. I think this research is exploding. I think that it's everywhere. So I'm just so happy that we have someone close to us that does what we do that is coming out with anecdotal evidence and really speaking to her experience with anxiety, depression, postpartum. She's had a lot of trauma in her life. And she was one of those guests on our show that really did the healing on their own. Like they weren't getting answers from conventional medicine. And so she pulled back, slowed down, asked the right questions, did the research, and she was able to heal herself with psychedelics and specifically with psilocybin, which comes from um, mushrooms. So she talks all about microdosing and sort of how we can do that with intention. I think you're going to just hear more and more and more about this stuff. Michael Pollan has really brought it back into the public eye. It's been around for decades, but we know that uh, at the end of, you know, 60s and 70s, it really was is shut down. So I think we're going to start getting more access to education about it. And she is yeah. doing that right now. Yeah. And I just really love how she talked about taking control of her health. You know, I think she mentioned that society has really almost over destigmatized mental illness. It's almost celebrated right now. Everyone's saying, you know, it's not your fault but that has gone to an extreme. And so now it's kind of turned into like a, you have no control. Like we're celebrating this. You can come out. We know you have mental illness. It's normal now. 
but we're taking control away from the people because we're just celebrating people for coming out and having the courage to say it. But we still have choices here. There's still a huge opportunity to take health into your own hands. And she has done that. Yeah, that's a really good point. And she even admitted like she started with, you know, diet, exercise, sleep, stress management. Like she was biohacking everything and just wasn't really getting to that next level. And she was open-minded enough to try something totally different. And that was the game changer for her. Right. Just another reminder. All of these people say, do the basics. And then next level, there are some other options. Yeah. And follow her on Instagram. She's got a lot of good stuff always. She has a great presence on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. She's really a cute little boy. Yeah. She's always growing her own food. She's always at the farmer's market. She's making incredible homemade everything really great. She's really inspiring. Um, that conversation reminds me of Sage. Sage Raider was on our show. So Sage has firsthand experience with opioids and he is a breath worker. He's an incredible breath worker. I met him at Hacked Fitness in New York and he also, he healed himself. He was basically on his deathbed, had a major, major injury, a lot of chronic pain, was debilitated and he wanted to find a way out of that. He wanted relief And he wanted to get off of opioids because obviously highly, highly addictive are ruining people's lives. And he found a way to do that just by breathing. Yeah. I think he was another one with, you know, trauma and finding a way to overcome it. Really everyone that's been on the show is a biohacker. They've all been through things and figured out what works for them. We're all biohackers. Just some of us don't know it yet. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the breath work, actually a lot of people really said breath work was, was big, whether they were as far as, you know, something as on one end, like Wim Hof or the other end, that's just like, sit down and breathe, <laughs> just like stop yeah. and breathe. Yeah. We did talk about Wim Hof a little bit, which is kind yeah. of coming out as an extreme, like Wim Hof himself is a very extreme person. I don't know that he's doing a lot of education, but I do think he's brought it this idea of breathwork into the public eye, which is amazing. So that's a great change. But Sage, do you remember this, the seven words that he talked about to hack the nervous system? He was like, you can just hack the nervous system so quickly. You can get like an immediate recovery loop to your stress response with these seven words. So the words are open and expand, relax and let go. And I think we started breathing on the episode. It was like, just inhale and just exhale. And how much better do you feel after you just like sigh it out, let it go. And it's true. Your nervous system responds to that. He went pretty deep into some stuff, (laughs) like almost a little bit beyond my scope. But I think what I took away is that we all just need to let it go. Take a breath, let it go. Especially during this time. And he does a lot of work with the breath lab virtually, right? So people can access his work from anywhere. Yeah, for free. He's doing Breath Church, Breath Lab. You can find him on Instagram really easily. It is his mission to bring this work to the people, to the world. He really is so passionate about healing and helping others heal. So check out Sage Raider, Breath Lab, or Breath Church on Instagram. And then you had another New Yorker friend. Yeah, our dear friend, Freddie Kimmel. He runs the Beautifully Broken podcast. We were so happy to have Freddie on because he he could talk for hours. He doesn't need any prompts. He's incredibly educated, has a wealth of experience. And I think his story, honestly, is the most incredible of all. What he overcame, he had chronic Lyme, he had testicular cancer, he had a really bad exposure to mold, and he did the work. He really dug deep. He healed himself. He has so much proof to show that this stuff works. Um, he's a health coach himself. He is also a Reiki practitioner and he works for Ampcoil now, which we've talked about on the podcast before, which is a PMF and Tesla coil. So it uses uh, vibration and sound to bring your body back into balance. Um, so check out that podcast with Freddie. I don't know if you were there, if you remember that he was drinking out of a Dunkin' Donuts coffee cup and I, I oh, kind of yeah. even crap for that. I'm like, you couldn't possibly be drinking Dunkin' Donuts coffee. That's moldy. And he said, even no, better. <laughs> even better. He was drinking his own urine. And yeah, that's no joke. <laughs> I swear, go back and listen to the episode. But he talks about auto urine therapy. So that's another pretty extreme protocol, but he's done a lot of research on it and it's helping his journey. 
So some interesting info there. Yeah, he's not afraid to try anything. Yeah, which we really appreciate and respect in the biohacking community. And I mean, we think that's our responsibility to try this stuff, make sure it works, and then and share that education and experience with you. And so Freddie's doing some pretty cool stuff in that realm. Thanks, Freddie. <laughs> and then I think our last one was a New Yorker as well, Dr. DeMarco. Yeah, lots of East so, Coasters. So he kind of brought all of that together, like the meditation and the breath work, a little bit of a different plant medicine. So not the psilocybin as much, but ayahuasca and his experience at Rhythmia, which was really cool to hear about because you and I have been looking at going to Rhythmia for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we got a little bit more insight into that. Yeah, he went more into brain health stuff than I expected. He was really talking about how we kind of short circuit our brains with the idea of productivity. Like we all are sort of, it's ingrained in us. I think New Yorkers more than um, anyone else, but we're so used to doing because society tells us that to create what we want, we have to constantly be doing, we have to constantly be in motion, but that's not where the work is. He he really kept harping on this. Like it's okay to sit and do nothing, but the not doing short circuits our brains. Like we don't know what to do with it. That's why he got into meditation. That's why he speaks about meditation. He said, that is the greatest way to get to know yourself get out of your own way, like shut down the monkey mind. I think a lot of people think of meditation as just the stress relief, like a, a break for your day, but he looks at it as an exploration. Like what is under the surface? Can we yeah. tap into all these abilities that are not on the surface that we all do have? Like we all have talents, creativities, abilities that are not on the surface. So meditation is a way to access that. And then the next step was doing the ayahuasca, which is the plant medicine is another way to dive a little bit deeper. So yeah. And he it really said, back. like, don't don't use the ayahuasca as the Band-Aid, mm-hmm. right? Like, we talked about the people that do ayahuasca over and over again, kind of looking for a different answer every time. And he was like, hey, if you're not doing the work and doing the basic meditation already, like, you probably aren't ready to jump into that. So yeah, that and was that an interesting it can thought. have a negative outcome if you're not ready to create space for your new reality. And kind of back. Yeah, so, you know, across the board, we just heard over and over again, getting back to the basics, asking yourself the right questions, trusting that you have this intuition and the answers inside of you, get your sleep, breathe, <laughs> clean food, slow down, <laughs> breathe, heal Some your really gut. great stuff, heal your gut. Yes. Microbiome. You're going to keep yeah. hearing about microbiome, brain health. I think, uh, Renee and I personally, we really want to do some more fasting stuff for our women out there. And we'll talk about the birth control pill, but if there's something specific you want to hear, or if you want more of this stuff, uh, let us know, email us, DM us on Instagram. Um, Definitely. you guys really control this content. We want to know what you want and we will guide it. Yeah. We have a couple episodes already planned for season three to kick it off. We got some great guests coming on. So we're just taking two weeks off and then we will be back with season three. So just a quick little break for us to prep for the new season, but we'd love to stay in touch with you guys. If you want to do our seven day challenge, just reach out. We'll let you know when the next one's happening. Anything else, Laura? Yeah. And again, if you like this podcast, please leave us a rating or review. Tell us what you love about it. That way we can deliver more of what you love and I don't know, less of what you're less interested in. But again, this content is driven by you, our audience. You are so important to us. This is why this thing runs. So keep in touch with us. Let us know what you're doing. We hope everyone is staying healthy and safe and happy summer. The warm weather is finally here on the East Coast. So hopefully everyone is getting their sunshine, their vitamin D, grounding. You have no excuses now. Get outside. Yes. Get outside and biohack. Yeah. Be safe. All right. We will see you all soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. Bye.